1: So, this is show 479. It is.
2: And I only have 187 shows left to do with you. Till 666. Till 666, <laughs> and then it's done. It's done. The demonic number is when we're going to cut this off. <laughs> That's great. So, my my opener video and still photo today is me holding a banana. Is it? Uh, Why? Yeah. I want to talk about it because uh, all of the new shooters that have been coming in. First of all, I want to thank customers, members supporters newbies out there uh we've been open a little over three weeks and the range has been completely packed morning noon and night we haven't gotten a break uh from people who have been shooting for years and want to come back in and uh people that are new to the sport and because of so many other businesses and restaurants still on the crippling lockdown which we'll get into later Basically, from opening to close, it's just nonstop. My staff has been stellar, okay? Uh, we've been buying lunch for the staff every day, rotating breaks or whatever. It's just been crushing. I'm not complaining. After 16 weeks of being <laughs> shut down and burning yeah. through, a little shy of a half a million dollars I lost. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good time, but the the feedback I'm getting from the towns, the extended NICS delays the extended background checks you can't come in and pick up your firearms id card because of covid you know call back in 2028 or whatever
1: oh good uh, lord
2: so of course i'm the soundboard for all of these people as a two-way act advocate and i put myself out there all across social media having problems contact me oh woe is me sandy Oh man! You know Clifton, Tina, Tenafly, this town, that town, every freaking town that that is habitually screwing people yeah, with right. delays. It's even and, worse now, I'm sure. Uh, I got Strike Force involved. Uh, Dan Schmutter, Scott Bach, Evan Nappin, uh, Frank Pizzano, uh, just everybody. I'm just contacting everybody out there trying to help people out here. Uh, you can't find ammo. You can't find guns. It's it's not slowing down, you know, but. Uh, A right delayed is a right denied, and so I did this video with the banana because all of these new people better mobilize. You know, you don't have to go out there and be a two-way advocate and tip of the spear like me, but you got to join the organizations. Mm -hmm. Uh, you got to get involved. My buddy George O., who's a member of the range here, we're adding to the Gun for Hire gun permit page. Uh, all the organizations in New York and New Jersey and nationally that you should join once you get a gun. That was his idea. So, George, bravo. Uh, otherwise, we're all going to be carrying bananas right. uh, in no time. Yeah. So uh, we're changing our hours this week for six weeks, and I know I'm going to get some pushback on it, but we're doing this uh, to give the staff a break. It's easier to schedule because many of my staff has not come back yet okay Uh, because they're getting that extra $600 a week federal funds or whatever which is supposed to end this week but so we're basically we're gonna be closing on Mondays uh, for six weeks and to give a break yes and Tuesday through Thursday we're going to be we're open from 12 till 9 Friday we're open 10 to 10 Saturday we're open 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. and Sunday 8 a.m to 8 p.m. So we're increasing those hours back to normal hours. But right now we're just going to be closed Mondays. Uh, then we'll have Labor Day Monday hours and then the following week we'll go back to 12 to 9 on Mondays again, seven days a week. It's just given us time to reorganize, uh, training new staff, getting the old staff acclimated. And speaking of new staff, I want to welcome our new training director, Tony Urena. Uh, A.K.A. Tony Bones. He's been with Gun For Hire for about six, seven years now, part-time. And he retired uh, as a captain from prosecutor's office, Passaic County. Uh, SWAT team member, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, loves to shoot. So he's the lead. And then Bobby Prowse and all of the other instructors are still here behind him. Uh, Henry's been a new addition to our instructor, Cadre Henry Hahn. So they're all here uh, teaching Uh, Our classes are basic classes are booked out till September. Now we're working on uh, more of our uh, advanced classes. A lot of people have asked about the Build-A-Bear. We haven't listed any Build-A-Bear classes yet because we're still at 25% capacity. Yeah. So we're trying to service all the new shooters by running basic classes and stuff first. Uh, to get the new shooters done and then the more advanced classes and the build the bear and everything we'll we'll start up again. So, please be patient, hang in with us. It's only been a little over 3 weeks now we've been open after a 6 uh team weeks sabbatical. So, here's the deal. Uh it's uh it's a long road and I'm and I'm loving it, but I'm pissed off cuz I haven't had time to do any quarantine crawls. <laughs> and uh But we have about 180 crawls posted on the new website that's coming up soon. We're going to have a webpage that uh, loads mobile, and it's all the uh, quarantine crawls. And it's going to be able to share. It's our Chamber of Commerce. Think of Chamber like a revolver there, okay, like the cylinder in the Chambers. So it's going to be our own Chamber of Commerce. I will be getting out there again, especially since we're going to be closing Mondays. I'm going to try to crawl two or three businesses a week. Tracy's like, oh, great. I get to see you one day a week, and you're going to go out and do crawls. I'm like, beep, beep, I'm out. What am I going to do? i got to keep it in the family, right? Got All to right. keep it in the family. So uh, things are moving along well here. Uh... So in a press conference, you know, we had a federal judge who was a victim. Her family was a victim of retaliation by some crazy lawyer yeah. in in Middlesex County. The guy dressed up as a FedEx driver, knocked on the door, killed tragically her early 20s son and uh, critically wounded her husband. Uh, the judge was in the basement, uh, so she was unharmed. So of course, you know, anything that's happening now, Murphy, right away, we need more gun control, right? Of course, yeah, sure. But listen to this catch gotcha piece. In one of his press conferences where he's not reading off a script that was handed to him from a Bloomberg or Soros backed person, right? He he I I wrote, Did the Crown of New Jersey just acknowledge that we have enough gun laws? Okay. And I posted the video everywhere and a reporter asked about the shooting of the federal judge's family. And Governor Douche responds, he prays for the family and quips. We are probably in as good a shape as any American city when it comes to gun safety. Violence will happen, so is he admitting that we have enough gun control? Sandy
1: sounds like it, and uh, I just as just a correction for the governor uh New Jersey is not a city
2: yeah well he but again, he was not reading off of a script ah. Right. Yeah. True. So he's not reading off of a script. So this is what he has to say. So he thinks we're in as good a shape as any other American city or state, let's say. Yet our intel told us there's 14 to 16 gun bills being queued uh, in the assembly and the Senate for the fall.
1: Because that's what they always do. And now can you imagine the fervor because of everyone buying guns with the Knicks doubling, literally? Tripling,
2: tripling now. These people need to get active. When we're doing the uh, basic pistol classes here, I'm like, who has a firearms ID card? A couple don't raise their hand. I'm like, go get your firearms ID card because our politicians will look at that data. They want to see how many people have their FID card, okay? They want to see how many people have their FID card because that'll decide, excuse me, that'll decide how they're going to vote sometimes. But- it's interesting because all of these new shooters are getting edumacated on the archaic, imposing civil rights infractions to our system who previously thought, up, oh, you know. There's a pandemic up. Oh, there's looters. Let me go get a gun. I can just pick one up lunchtime real quick and leave it in my car and then, you know, shoot it when I get a chance. They're all learning and I'm spending countless hours every day educating these people that are walking in non-stop. Yeah. All right. So in in the long run it's good for us if we can get a percentage of these people to mobilize. Right. Okay? Uh, But unfortunately, it's not the easiest thing to do because people have short memories. Uh, You know, once major league sports start up again and Broadway plays and um, blockbuster movies, everybody in America falls back into that false sense of security and they forget how important our freedoms are. Am I right or wrong?
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, the the attention span of the American public has always amazed me.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The attention span of a gnat. Yeah, just turn a light bulb on and see what happens. Let's all run to it, and then poof, they burn. Okay, <laughs> let's all run to it, and poof, they
1: burn. We can't already have that. So, go ahead. What were we going to say? With all the pe- with all the people, I was just wondering as you were talking about the new gunners. With all the people that we're seeing now who are rioting in the streets, like the anarchists and whatever, all carrying firearms. <clears throat> how many of the people? You know the responsible for all these nicks checks first time gun buyers or whatever, would you expect would not be good guys uh zero they're all good guys you would you would think i'm I mean you don't think that the anarchists are buying firearms too, or oh okay, I, I was thinking more of criminals
2: uh of course they're buying guns too, okay yeah. they're buying the ones that shoot cauliflower and broccoli <laughs> out and stuff like that, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Ow. Vegan firearms. I uh, got hit with kale <laughs> and mustard greens. Is that like mustard gas? <laughs> so all the towns
2: I hear what they're what they're uh, you know delaying permits and being anti-gun. Verona is a huge one. Yeah. All right. Has and, always
1: been a problem, Verona. For, yes. For
2: whatever reason. So, there was an article in My Verona NJ Local News. Twice as many Verona residents have applied for gun purchase permits in the first six months of this year as did for all last year. Okay? So, the Verona PD registered 191 permit submissions from January through June this year and only 88 the entire year of 2019. And we still got five and a half months to go.
1: Okay? You were just just clipped out.
2: Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Stand, uh, what'd yeah. you do? Nothing.
1: So, uh, start with the Verona. So you
2: want okay, so the Verona is a very anti-gun town, right? And uh, they, uh, they wrote an article, My Verona NJ, and it said twice as many Verona residents have applied for gun purchase permits in the past six months of this year as did for all of last year. Okay, so far this year, 191 permit submissions, where last year there was only 88 permit submissions, all right? But listen to how the the author writes this, all right? The submissions include both so-called long guns and pistols, as long gun permit allows holders to purchase as many shotguns, rifles, and assault weapons as they want. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay? Assault weapons. So, of course, they step in, the police chief. I urge both new and established firearm to know and practice safe gun handling and always properly secure any weapon, Kiernan says. First-time owners, I implore you to take the time to educate yourself on gun safety, and I encourage prospective purchasers to enroll in a course at a local gun range. Okay? So that was very nice. Yeah. So, Councilwoman Christine McGrath, who is a volunteer for the gun law reform group Moms Demand Action, Oh says, my concern is the unintentional consequences of bringing a gun into the home. What would they which, be? Which can include accidental shootings, intimate partner violence, and death by suicide from a firearm. We need to talk about what it means to be a responsible gun owner.
1: That seems to be their three talking points over and over and over again. Because every every news clip that you hear, it's the same three points that their concern is. It's funny how they all march on the same, on the same, to the same beat of the same drum, yet on our side we're scattered and never have a united message. So how about this
2: one? Okay, you ready? This person does not listen to Gun For Hire radio or they're not getting enough oxygen in their diet. You ready? Yeah. An East Orange woman attempted to hide, I love this, an assault rifle, magazines, and ammunition in the lining of her luggage. This woman had it looks like an AR pistol or a short barrel rifle with a flash suppressor on it, with loaded magazines, looks like high cap magazines or standard capacity magazines, and she hid it in the lining of her luggage and of her checked luggage. She Terminal went to the C. airport with it? She went to the airport and checked her luggage and <laughs> in it was Newark in, Airport? In Newark. <laughs> How many years is she
1: going to be serving?
2: Oh, this is like a 30 year thing. Now, oh, and she, boy. of course, she had hollow point bullets as well, oh, of which they're going to stack oh, charges. Every one. But, but here's the deal Normally, TSA is not that good. You could walk right in oh. with an R- RPG on yeah, your shoulder exactly right. and, and walk right through. They only catch about 20, 22% of the stuff when they're tested. Yeah. But this rocket scientist, I, and they don't say where she was flying to. You know, like was it another state or was it out of the country? Was it a state where it was legal? Oh, no, yeah. There's very few. Well, there, yeah. There's about 40 states where this stuff is legal. I mean, the, the gun had like a 12 inch barrel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so I, it
1: wasn't a legal SBR. Uh, oh, we don't know though, right? We don't.
2: We really don't know. I, you know, of course, the press—they just, you oh, know, yeah. they had to put assault rifle in of there, of course, because that's a the catchphrase. But this person is, uh, they're going to be gone for quite some time, Uh, uh, quite some time. (laughs) This is going to be a tough one. So here's another one that uh, you talk about doxing and uh, social media and the cancel culture. CNJFO and ANGRPC jumped right on this. A Fordham University, Fordham University imposes Soviet-style punishment for supporting fallen officer and Second Amendment. This kid, who's of Chinese descent, posted a picture holding an AR. And he put the date from Tiananmen Square, okay, mm. uh, which was 1989 six, four, okay? His parents immigrated from China. And, uh, of course, the mob jumped on him. All the students, the majority of students, don't feel comfortable returning to campus where students threaten others with guns for having different opinions. There was no threat. What? Okay, there was no threat. He posted, don't threat on me, hashtag 1989 the date of the Tiananmen
1: protests. Which, if you talk to any Chinese person, has no idea what that even means. Correct. So he, this is a young kid. He lives out in Long Island. He attends Fordham.
2: And he's basically disciplinary probation through the, completion to, to, through the completion of his degree, which bars him from representing the university oh. in any extracurricular activity, running for or holding office in any student group or organization, or representing the university in any sport. He's prohibited from setting foot on campus and forced to complete his senior year online. Oh. He has to take mandatory implicit bias training. And he's required to write an apology letter and present it in draft form to school administrators. For what? Because he posted a picture with an AR with Tiananmen Square's dates on it.
1: That's unbelievable. So he responded with a letter, F.U. Yeah. To the school. Can you imagine how his parents who escaped communist China feel about this now? God bless this kid.
0: I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise and although Katie is only 5 feet tall and 106 pounds she was easily able to drop her 6 foot 4 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook a harmless looking lipstick which really contained a powerful man stopping aerosol propellant. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today, only at lipstickbodyguard.com.
1: So, this week, Anthony was interviewed for a piece on NJTV News. Take a listen.
3: It is not breaking news that gun permit applications go up in general proportion to how things seem to be outside our windows. You saw it after 9-11. You saw it after Sandy and Ferguson. And now through the current crises of COVID-19, killing tens of thousands, millions unemployed, and a painful racial awakening.
2: Well, I've seen this before. I've seen this in 2013, 2016. Uh, anytime there's a natural disaster or a Republican being elected into office, a Democrat being elected into office, excuse me, people are afraid they're going to lose their rights and they want to be grandfathered in.
0: Right now, people are scared. and
2: You know, they, they can't believe what they're seeing on TV and in the media. They, they fear civil unrest and governments that won't keep law and order. And so it's a, a very natural response to want to take charge for your own
3: self-protection. Through June of last year, just over 26,000 gun permits were granted in New Jersey. This year, the number through the same period is almost 43,000. That's an almost 65% increase. Nationally, background checks were up 136% over last year. But given the ebb and flow of gun permit trends, should we be any more concerned about them today?
2: Yes, the simple answer is yes, there should be concern. And as a suicide researcher by trade, my concern is that if folks are socially isolated, if there's prolonged economic hardship, then introducing firearms into the home is going to increase the risk for suicide.
3: And increases the chances for gun accidents and makes every domestic dispute a potential homicide. But that's not what most folks are ever thinking about when they apply for a license. And any responsible gun dealer will tell you that, while more gun permits are good for business... It does
2: concern me because I want to make sure people get properly educated and trained on those firearms and not just buy them and throw them in the nightstand and feel protected because it is a serious decision to own a firearm.
3: Both advocates for more gun rights and those who favor stricter controls say they respect the Second Amendment. Some gun control advocates say it's the approach to the idea of home protection, the driving force behind all the fervor for firearms, that could stand some tweaking.
2: If you are considering acquiring your first firearm, if this is, you're going to be a first-time purchaser during COVID, the first thing I would ask is, are there other precautions you, begin, you can take that would offer you that same safety without the same risk? So alarm systems, a dog, uh, using locks, getting a baseball bat.
3: In 2017, the most recent year for which the CDC has statistics, almost 40,000 people in the U.S. were killed in gun-related incidents. Three-quarters of all U.S. murders that year involved the firearm, and about half of all suicides that year involved the gun. And still so many guns, legal and illegal, so readily available. Friend JTV News, I'm David Cruz.
2: All right, so I was contacted by NJTV uh, because they wanted to question me through a Zoom interview about all of the uh, the increase in, in gun purchase permits and people coming in. So I did the piece, forgot about it. Two days later, I got a copy of it. I didn't even know they interviewed Scott Bach on it, too. Wow, yeah, right. All right, and uh, so anyway, uh, of course, you know, it has that anti-gun bias, but— right so I, I i spoke for about 15 minutes they used about 18 seconds of it luckily they didn't alter what i said yeah uh which was really good but uh this doctor mike anastasis of the new jersey gun violence research center which is a taxpayer paid center in rutgers that uh governor freestuff formed yeah, okay right which there's not one there's not one pro-gun person No,
1: no, not at all, no.
2: And uh, so anyway, I posted the piece with me and Scott Bach. And if if anybody saw something about Mary, the movie when Ben Affleck had the air quotes, the hair gel in his hair when she answered the door and it was hanging from his ear (laughs) and she thought it was hair gel and (laughs) she used it. With those stupid
1: uh, earbuds in. Yeah, the doctor Uh,
2: who was being interviewed with those earbuds, uh, he reminds me of that. Whenever I see people with those white apple earbuds, I think of that scene from (laughs) Something About Mary. You would. (laughs) Yeah. So, So I posted this, and unbeknownst to me, Dr. Pirelli saw it, Dr. Gianni Pirelli from Verona, who's been on the show. He wrote a book on firearms ownership and mental health, and I'm in the foreword, little shameless plug there. So he is not happy. And this was Pirelli's response because of this doctor. As a licensed doctor, if you were to tell me you wanted to acquire your first firearm, I would ask why. Apparently, the executive director of Rutgers Gun Violence Research Center, Professor Hairgel, has a very (laughs) different question for you. He wrote, if you are considering acquiring your first firearm... If you're going to be a first-time purchaser during COVID, the first thing I would ask you is, are there other precautions that you can take that would offer you the same safety without the same risk? So, our alarm systems, a dog, using locks, this one's the best, or getting a baseball bat.
1: (laughs) Why do you play baseball with the uh, person breaking, with the angry mob? Uh, breaking into your home. Do you organize a baseball game? Is that what? I,
2: I guess. So Pirelli continues. He wrote, as a licensed psychologist who is board certified in forensic psychology, I am required to be objective and independent. The only advocacy to, in which I engage is that of my professional opinion. My job is not to encourage or discourage people about their life choices per se, but rather to objectively assess them and make recommendations based on the data gathered during a scientifically based, culturally competent evaluation. And he closes it with, I was under the impression that the New Jersey Gun Violence Research Center at Rutgers University was developed to be an objective, independent scientific entity especially because it is one of the first state-funded centers of its kind. I realized that private agencies function differently and are often advocacy-driven. I did not realize taxpayer-funded state university would or could even be so biased. I will be watching them. I love Pirelli. Okay. Now, Pirelli sent me a text after he saw the piece. He goes, listen, you're an advocate. Everything you said was spot on. He's an effing doctor. That's for a center that's taxpayer funded. And it's the gun violence research center. He's not supposed to have an opinion either way. Right. This is what we deal with, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we deal with every day. The whole system is skewed. So they're paying a bunch of politically appointed hacks in Rutgers probably hundreds of thousands of dollars a year with staff. Right. Okay. And they're all sitting on their asses, figuring out ways to change the narrative and take our God-given rights away. We all need to wake up. Millions of dollars being funneled to organizations like this. You know when it, like Murphy says they're going to have a gun violence round table. There's th- I'm never at the seat, CNJFO, right. ANJRPC, NJ2AS, NRA, none of us are ever at the seat. Right. Okay? Right. It's only the anti-gun side. Correct. It's only their friggin' excuse me, narrative which right. really really ticks me off. Okay? Really really ticks me off. And you know what Rome is burning here? They illegally borrowed $9.9 billion. Now we just found out that Murphy is holding $2.3 billion of federal money that he got three months ago. He's only spent 8% of it because he's hoping the federal government will change the rules for that money so that he could use it to refund pensions and stuff instead of all the small businesses
1: that are going out of business. And they are going out of businesses but business by the hundreds of thousands. Going out of business? How about this article in The
2: Federalist? So far, 100,000 businesses have permanently collapsed under the pandemic lockdowns, okay?
1: they'll ne- 30, uh, They'll never reopen.
2: 36 million people out of work, okay? They conducted a survey of 5,800 enterprises, okay? Did you know out of this 100,000 businesses, are from blue-run states. Oh, yeah, of course. Blue-run states. Right. So I'm going to talk to you about Bellmead in a second, but let me ask you something. Where is... The U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Where is the National Federation oh. of Independent Businesses? Where is the New Jersey uh, Coalition of business, Independent Businesses? All three of those organizations exist, as well as the New Jersey Chamber of Commerce. you know where they all are? They're all in the pockets yes. of our public
1: masters. Absolutely, especially they, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. It's the most left-leaning organization out there.
2: These bastards take everybody. I don't belong to any of those organizations. No. I'm creating our own Chamber of Commerce. These bastards take dues money. From all of the small independent businesses, and not one of them have stood up to the Democratic nope. leadership to get nope. money. Not Our governor is sitting on two point, two point three trillion dollars, waiting for federal guidelines to change. Yeah. Okay, and people are suffering. So I spoke at the Central Jersey Conservative Union last Sunday in Belmead, New Jersey, Montgomery Township. Mm-hmm. There were protesters there for me because I'm an NRA board member. I oh, had a police great. escort and everything. Wonderful.
1: That's great.
2: Yeah. So I don't know that area too well. So I left work for a couple hours. We were slammed here. It was literally 105. I don't uh,
1: I don't believe there were protesters there.
2: Yeah, for me, because I'm an NRA board member.
1: (laughs) What did they bust them in from somewhere?
2: Uh, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, when I drove through the protesters with the police escort, the cops told me go like three miles an hour, hands on both wheels on the both both hands on the steering wheel. Because one might put his foot, his or her foot under my tire or something, you know, to say like I hit them yeah. on the way in and on the way out. Not one of the protesters had a, what I would call a natural color hair. <laughs> okay? We had orange, pink, <laughs> cotton candy, tequila green. Okay?
1: Oh, yeah, there you go.
2: You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, but it, anyway. Not a,
1: one of them had a job either, I can imagine. No, yeah. no.
2: So the moral of my story here, though, is... I drove, I had to get off of 287. I don't know that area that well, but I drove like 20 miles on 202, 206 area, Sandy. Yeah. So the entire time driving down and back, it was about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, 105 in humid. All of these chain restaurants, all of these independent restaurants, all of these restaurants had tables and chairs and umbrellas or, you know, tents outside. Yeah. Not one single person in any of those seats on a Sunday between one and three thirty.
1: Yeah, because it's hundred and five
2: and humid. Correct. Who's gonna sit outside? Right. Right. Who would dare sit outside and sweat? You know, listen, you and I stand outside, sweat for ice cream, a hot dog, a slice of pizza. But if me, you, Tracy and Di went to eat at a restaurant and we're gonna drop a buck fifty, you know, hundred and fifty dollars, yeah, do we happening. really wanna be uncomfortable? No. Right. I mean, I mean, really, do we really, really want to be that uncomfortable? No. So, you know, every week, Governor Jackass gets up on the podium and says, well, we will allow outdoor dining to open. Mass transit is at 100 percent capacity. That's safe.
1: Oh, yeah. But movie
2: theaters at 50 percent capacity and restaurants at 50 percent capacity is unsafe. He gets to pick and choose the winners. And he is definitely complicit with the Chamber of Commerce, the New Jersey Federation of Independent Businesses and the uh, Federal Federation of Independent Businesses. Go ahead, Sandy. Sorry.
1: Well, it's because it's New Jersey Transit. Of course, you know, and it serves uh, typically the illegal population who goes from place to place using the, the buses. I don't know too many people who other than the commute from certain areas, which people aren't commuting as much. Right. So so we're crushed and he's
2: holding on to this two point three billion dollars. Incredible. All right. So that's that's what he's doing to all of us holding everybody hostage. He does not care. He says we're all in this together. They furloughed government employees for we're a couple all of in weeks this
1: together. <laughs> and they
2: made more money while they were furloughed. Yep. All right. And their benefits continued and they got a promise that they wouldn't get laid off till, you know, for another 40 years or something. Right. You know, s- some crap like that. So we deal with this all of the time. That they don't care. And these organizations, if you belong to the National Federation of Independ- Independent Businesses, New Jersey Independent, you belong to any of these organizations, what is wrong with you?
1: Yeah. You're okay. supporting them. S- well, they, they use extortion tactics also for small businesses. A lot of people who don't know, I remember years and years ago when I started my first business, um, I had the Chamber of Commerce come in. Now, I, I, I ran a national a uh, medical research company, I had the local chamber of commerce come in <laughs> and try to extort money out of me to become a member of the local chamber of commerce and I laughed in his face. <laughs> it was like, well, you know if people call and ask about uh whether they should trust your service or whatever uh we we could we would say that uh, we have no uh you know we have no ratings for you or something like that that that'll reflect poorly on you I said. <laughs> Average person is not going to call you and ask about using a medical research company. Trust me. Get the hell out of my office, you slug.
2: So, you know, I had a district manager for Bonefish Bonefish Grill. He's a uh, platinum member of the range here. The family owned, their franchises, the family owned 10 Bonefish Grills.
1: Owned as in past tense?
2: Well, during the pandemic, they've closed five. Oh, my God. So they have five more. He was telling me that the way their business model works is to break even, they have to operate at 86% capacity.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So they're slower during the week. Obviously, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, turning tables, more alcohol consumption. They run 120%, you know, which makes up. And it levels off where they go anything above 86%. He said allowing them to open up at 25 or 50% capacity does nothing for them.
1: No, he must would just stay closed.
2: Because they can't bring people back. Yeah. You know, the full staff back. They can't have full profit. So it's just, you know, it's horrible. So this is what we're dealing with, and Governor Goofy Face gets up there every three days. Now the woman on my right needs our introduction. <laughs> uh, I, 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 Superintendent of State Police. Oh, I well, you know, it's because of him I'm protected by guns. It's his choice, not mine. I personally don't like guns, you know. But uh, it's Pat, <laughs> it's Pat Callahan's, the Superintendent of State Police. It's his decision to protect me with guns. No, it's not, Governor. You're the governor. If you don't want to right. be protected by guns, you can choose not to. That's okay, right. you're just a hypocritical jackass. All right. Give him a banana to carry. Right. So he can peel it and then throw it on the floor and hope the bad guy flips on it. Or a
1: dog he, or an alarm or a baseball, baseball bat.
2: bat. I mm. love it. I love it. So anyway, all the businesses are being crushed. We're going to see hundreds and hundreds of thousands of more small businesses go out. Obviously, the corporate welfare uh, and the lobbyists, big box stores like Target, Walmart, Amazon, they're always going to be fine. Right. And the backbone of our country, the small businesses, will completely be crushed and annihilated. Uh, I'm hearing it every day. You know, like a couple nights in a row, it rained. It rained heavy. There goes your outdoor dining. Yeah. No one's, no one's going to show up to eat at your restaurant in the pouring rain. And, you know, everybody I'm talking to out here, they're like, listen, I'm still ordering my food for takeout or I'll eat it in my car. I'm not going to sit in a restaurant until September outside until it's cool and I can enjoy my meal. And I fully understand that. There's, there's nothing we can do. So now all of you business owners out there, uh, uh, food businesses, service industry, industries that were considered non-essential, How do you like being a part of our world? Because us gun owners have been considered non-essential for the past forty years in New Jersey. Yeah,
1: it's for damn sure.
2: We're non-essential. The Second Amendment is is a a lesser right than all of the others in the Bill of Rights, uh, especially in the state of New Jersey or New York. We're crushed. This is how we're always treated. The Supreme Court's compromised. We can't even go there anymore. So how do all of you feel that you've been paying your dues, Restaurant Association, Independent Business, Chamber of Commerce? I have seen the only lawsuit I've seen come out of big businesses was the Movie Theater Association in New Jersey has sued Phil Murphy.
1: Yeah. Right. And
2: it's tied up in the courts right now.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: All right. I have not seen the independent business associations band together and and get a class action lawsuit. Yep. Why? Why? Because they're having
1: lunch with the governor. That's absolutely right. That's why they're having lunch
2: with the Senate president. Yep. And they're planning their junket for next year.
1: And they're and they're uh, writing checks to their campaigns.
2: Correct. Oh, we're going to go to Aruba next year and we're going to invite Senate president, this one and that one. That's because that's how it works.
1: And if Menendez is there, they're going on a private plane to uh, the Dominican Republic.
2: Republic. (laughs) Are they taking the Lolita? Are they taking (laughs)
1: Epstein's plane? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Welcome to New Jersey.
2: Jelaine Maxwell is uh, incarcerated. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. She Uh, hasn't suicided yet.
1: Not yet. (laughs) <laughs> uh, um, only a matter of time yeah. when she comes down with some serious disease.
2: <laughs> you know, a couple of uh, a couple of things that we talk about is obviously anybody you know looking for a gun, gunfire.com forward slash gun permit. Do not forget if you live in New Jersey, US Law Shield is the only protection you have. If you live in New York, the only protection you have is MY TAC defense. NY TAC defense, that's my buddy Peter Tillum. Uh, I've been using – people have been asking me knife questions, and I sent them the Legal Blade app, mm. and then I look it up myself. So Legal Blade app is really, really working well, all right? And don't forget our buddy John Petrolino, Decoding Firearms uh, on Amazon. Uh, it's a really, really good book. It's available at Kindle and Green. So, John, just so you know, many of the new people showing up for the NRA uh, Basics Epistle class are bringing the Green book in because they've been listening to my show or watching my one-minute videos online, and they've been ordering it uh, to read before they take the class. So, bravo, brother, bravo.
1: Great idea, too, An excellent book, for, especially for first-time gun owners.
2: Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out, and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction, and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom, and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house the range range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. Are we back? Okay. So, yeah, I went back to writing my book that I started uh, a few years ago, Sandy. Great. Uh, John Petrolino kind of um, made me want to do it. My book is going to be called Gun for Hire, Protecting Your Most Valuable Assets, You and Your Family. It's going to be more of a general, rounded, you know, book uh, for protecting yourself, school, home, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know what I mean? Well, you've been an expert in Jelly personal bean. protection
1: for as long as I've known you.
2: Yes. So I'm revising it, and I'm going through it now. I have about 300 pages.
1: Will there be um, a chapter on dogs, alarms, and baseball bats?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh. With Dr. Something About Mary.
1: Oh, yeah. Good. Excellent. Yes. As we're going to uh, talk about him. Good.
2: Uh, Before I read some letters, I got some great letters, all right? Uh, We will be offering the Utah CCW class Mm -hmm. in about a week. Yeah. We got a new guy, Gregory, from Urban uh, Defense uh, Training down in um, Central Jersey. He's going to be coming up and uh, teaching the class. Uh, In the fall, Chuck Leonard and I are going to be offering all the NRA instructor classes, as well as RSO and Chief RSO. Again, we're waiting for Governor Douchey-Douche to increase capacity to uh, at least 50% so we can start running these classes, all right? Right. So here's a great letter uh, of somebody I met. The guy walks in the door uh, with his cute young kid and says, I'm just listening to you on gunfire radio, and him and his son took the uh, NRA Basics of Pistol class, and he wrote, Anthony, we met today at the Basics of Pistol class. Thank you for welcoming my son Ryan and I to the family, and thank you for giving Ryan the challenge coin. I gave him the gun safety challenge coin. (laughs) He wrote, it was an excellent class. I've been shooting about 15 years competitively, and my son has been shooting about five years. We both found the class to be very informative, engaging, interesting, and honest. I especially appreciate it that both Vlad and Tony expressed that your defensive firearm should be loaded and accessible in case you need it, while at the same time stressing the importance of safe storage. You hear that, Verona? Yeah. Uh, I was happy that they didn't try to push the safety Sally view of keeping your firearm locked up, unloaded, unassembled, and (laughs) accessible at all times. No, Sal, we're realists, okay? He goes, like I said, they kept it honest, pulling from their law enforcement experience. You run a very professional course. Vlad is a natural teacher. He knew how to keep the material relevant, engage the class, throw in personal experience to drive the point home, and he's a likable person. Anthony, you coming into class at the end and sitting down to talk to everyone? Excellent. You really know how to make people feel welcome. I drugged you all. Okay. Uh, (laughs) We will see you again August 7th for the holster draw class and eventually getting all of your urban classes. Ryan will be prepared to repeat the three safety rules in order. Regards, Salvatore Muse. Sal, thank you. I love letters like that. Uh, I really appreciate it. I shared it with my family. Uh, Somebody sent me a letter right here. Howard Lieb. Anthony, just received my NRA Freedom magazine, and I see your term is expiring, yet makes no mention of your being reelected. They are asking for nominations by August 30th. Considering that everything is upside down with the pandemic, I was wondering where the elections stand. Best wishes. Be safe. Howard Lieb. Well, Howard, guess what? The NRA canceled the members meeting in September in St. Louis, Missouri, Sandy. Huh. Uh, well, because they got a hotspot of COVID tested over there. Yeah, right. Uh, so they said they're not going to do it. I do, the executive council now is figuring out how to do this. Uh, one thing, uh, Howard, when that magazine was printed, uh, the NRA results weren't out yet. We didn't know when Deloitte and Touche would get us the final counts. So that is actually old news. You can get the new news if you go onto the nra.com website. Uh, So the magazine is not relevant, uh, snail mail, so you have to go online. I was elected for a one-year term as number 31 out of 38. I've just wedged in. Uh, When we finally do have a members meeting at a date and time to be determined and location, we will see the final tally and results. Uh, another email from another Gun For Hire uh, follower and supporter, Rich Britton, he wrote, This was my first year voting, and I was happy to vote for you. Thank you for all you do for my rights. Thank you, Rich. That, people like you uh, keep me going, okay? Uh, Rich McBride, Mr. Calandro, some bitch I'm old, he wrote, First off, congratulations on the NRA win. Too bad it's only for one year, but we need an outspoken yet reasonable advocate fighting for our rights. I listen to this week's show as my habit. I live in Rivervale, and I am friendly with uh, Paul Garfinkel and Holly Shepsi. They have a good reputation in town. are both stand-up people, okay? He wrote, even though I have Leosa for the rest of my life, I still believe in the government honoring my, the rights of everyday Americans to defend themselves and their property with a concealed carry permit. I consider the rooftop Koreans personal heroes. That's a Rodney King thing for you people don't know. (laughs) And then for you, P.S. Sandy's microphone is too low and is he hard to hear. His mic seems to be the only two-thirds to 70% as high as yours. Sorry about that, Richie McBride. Sandy, he's a little soft-spoken until I get him pissed off. Uh,
1: It's also technical issues, too, so...
2: Here's another one. Robert De Palma. Here you go, Anthony. This is from the New York Post regarding the shooting involving the judge's family. New Jersey Jersey Governor Phil Murphy called the shooting a senseless act in a statement and wrote, This tragedy is our latest reminder that gun violence remains a crisis in our country and that our work to make every community safer is not done. Robert De Palma. See, so off Record, he says, we're about as strong as any other city, a.k.a. state. But once he goes back to his script for a soundbite, we need to do more work to make our community safer, a.k.a. more gun control. Okay? So we know the true agenda, ladies and gentlemen. We know, he knows already, we have enough gun control. Way too much gun control. And he slipped when he said that impromptu. But now, when he goes back on script, we need more gun control. Otherwise, he won't get that money from Bloomberg or Soros and their That's ilk. That's
1: right.
2: Right? Absolutely. So, uh, George O., George Ochesky, uh he's the one who told me I should put all those links in uh, gunfire gun permit. He wrote, good evening, Anthony. Thank you for everything you've done, uh, are doing, and will do to help secure our two-way rights. Congratulations on another term on the NRA board. As many of our brethren, I'm concerned about November. You're absolutely right that the more our 2A opponents see pro 2A organizations quibble and argue, the less strength we have. And I'm pleased that we are beginning to see unity in the 2A organizations in New Jersey. Your call to all new gun owners who now have firsthand knowledge of just how restrictive and draconian the laws have become may help us gain some foot soldiers. But I only pray the new nationwide numbers carry enough weight to help sway the election to the conservative side. Trump's reelection is far from a certainty and conservatives nationwide need to double, if not triple their efforts to assure us another four years or at least one, <clears throat> if not and at least one, if not two SCOTUS justices and continue to sway appellate court lean so our citizens, friends and family do not lose their right to defend themselves against armed predators. If we cannot continue unification With the 2A organization statewide and nationwide, we will have a rough road come November. I can only hope our newfound firearms owners have seen the difficulties we've known for decades. And those conservatives who couldn't be bothered to vote for Kim Godano and other conservative candidates who now have to deal with violent mobs in their cities and states are now woke to realize that we as a community and a nation are facing. He also wrote, excellent work on reaching out and educating Holly Shapisi. I can only hope she will reach out to others and people from both sides of the political aisle will seek yours and others' input going forward. Yes, by the way, uh, uh, State Senator Robert Oth reached out to me for training as well. He wrote, each one reach one. He goes, the day I bumped into you at the range and I joked with you, that they'll let anyone in here," you replied. "Look who's talking!" Man, that was definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote, "I was proudly renewing my gold membership. Your membership wouldn't be backing your membership wouldn't be backing you with their money if they didn't believe in you and the cause. But you already know that. Keep on keeping on. I'm proud to call you a friend and brother, George O. Back at you, George. It's people like you. I do not mind being the lightning rod, tip of the spear, and all that other stuff to keep us fighting. You know, you hear it on my radio show." I tell everybody in New Jersey, join the NRA, the ANJRPC, CNJFO, NJ2AS. Those are the four biggies for me. I know that I belong to Firearms Policy Coalition. I belong to the Firearms Coalition. I also belong to uh, uh, um, National Yeah the, the Gun Owners GOA. I'm a member of all of them, but the ones that are close and dear to my heart and fighting for us in New Jersey is NRA uh anjrpc cnjfo nj2as i just got an email marty the vegan is bringing me lunch again again okay yep
1: what is the deal yep. here marty how uh, come you never bring lunch when i'm there marty's v burger
2: he's bringing me a cajun cheesy pepper steak oh cool okay how do you like that I love. Well, he wrote that i think i would f- like that for me matt and dylan uh i say no no. No, 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 that no. That Matt and Dylan don't need them. I'll need that. check
1: them. All three. That's right.
2: Okay? Listen, it's all for me. Marty's V-Burger. Marty's the best. He's been coming in on Fridays. Uh, I love him to death. He Last week, he got me that sausage and pepper sandwich. Oh, my God. Sandy, you would think it was a regular Italian sausage and pepper sandwich. And the best part about it was it wasn't greasy, and it didn't repeat on me afterwards like most Sausage and pepper sandwiches, repeat on me now at 59 years old. <laughs> so, Marty, you did a good job. You're, 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 you're a, a gentleman and a scholar. We we love you to death. Please check out Marty's V-Burger. Uh, wait till you guys, uh, we're almost done with the mobile page for the, uh, the quarantine crawl. It's a lot of work, okay? Matt's son, Dylan, entered all 180 businesses, their websites, their addresses, the videos for the, about 170 of the 180 I've done already. I need to go out and get some more videos. I need to firm up the page. We're going to send it out to about 400,000 people. It's good email. It's going to be the centerfold of the ANJRPC again. We're going to have the web page for it. I'm going to be promoting it all over social media. It's unbelievable. People are like, didn't you have a two-way guy that cleans uh, in commercial hoods? So I need it for our Knights of Columbus. That was Ken, Kenneth Ormelia or Kenneth Edward. I can't remember now. Uh, yep, here it is. Use this guy. That's we got great. it down, oh, that's Sandy, it, it is evolving, that's you know, fantastic. and then people are like, you should monetize it. I don't want to monetize no. it. I'm not, not monetizing it, okay? Uh, I did not do this to make money, you know, like, oh, you want to subscribe to it or whatever? No, I'm not doing it for that. This is to support those who support you and keep it in the family. Uh, if, I, if I didn't own a gun range and I was looking to make money, you know, if I wasn't working, then it would be different. But this is to to support our friends and our family Mm -hmm. in the two-way culture. So we do not give our money that gives it to people and supports Moms Demand or Bloomberg or any of those other gun grabbing organizations. So we're going to keep it in the family. All right. And I'm going to continue to do it. And if you know anybody in the New York New Jersey metropolitan area, that is pro gun, that shoots at the range, that is an NRA member, that is whatever, that wants to take a stand and wants me to crawl them. Email Anthony at gunforhire.com, uh, and I'll put them on the list. Like I said, we're up to 180. We have about 170 videos posted. I need to go out and do about 10 more videos, and they keep coming in one at a time. You know, I just I just keep getting businesses uh, dribbling in now, but so many people are coming in and mentioning the crawl. Uh, which to me is phenomenal, you know. Uh, So I want to continue to do it, but support those who support you. You can find all the quarantine crawls on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Parler, Twitter, and YouTube. So there's no excuse that you can't find it. But when the mobile page launches, it's going to be our own chamber of commerce.
1: And it would probably be a good idea since we have uh, listeners from all over the world, but especially all over the U.S., uh, for those people who are business owners uh, and listen to the show, and you're obviously two-way friendly, maybe send in your business name. Could could you list it on the uh, on the yes.
2: page? Yes, I don't care if you're in Paris, France, Duluth, Minnesota, Sacramento, California. If you have a pro two-way business you want to, we just had a guy from Morristown contact me. He does cloud storage. Mention Gun for Hire, get fifty percent off.
1: How do you store clouds? I don't know. It must be a big building. I don't know. Yeah, now
2: you're... Uh, Listen, some learning while we're wrapping it up here. Obviously, a lot of you know that uh, people are... uh, the, The husband and wife in St. Louis are being charged with felony. Okay, felony charges for pulling and waving guns at the uh, protest, all right? Uh, 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 uh. And, again, we talked about this in a couple other classes, and you should use this with your friends and family that are new to shooting, okay? You can't brandish a gun with your finger on the trigger and wave it at the crowd. Yep. Okay? You cannot you cannot do that, all right? You have to know the laws. Just buying a gun is not the cure-all. It will end up getting you in more trouble than not, all right? You have to really, really, really... Uh, You have to make sure you know the laws for brandishing or whatever else is going on. This prosecutor in St. Louis, I just got an email as I'm talking from Louis Maffey. He said, we had a great time at the range last week, as we always do. Glad you're open. We'll be back again soon. And he says, I agree with your assessment of the St. Louis couple, as you mentioned. But I came across this article because the St. Louis prosecutor ordered Crime Lab to reassemble Patricia McCloskey's gun. So now there's a thing. Did the gun work? Did it not work? You know, I. I don't care about that. Lou, I love you. But the thing is, even if it's a fake gun, right? if your finger's on a trigger and you're wavering it at a crowd, okay, you have a problem.
1: Right. Especially okay? if you've got a situation where the people in the crowd are armed and you wave a, a, even a fake gun at me with your finger on the trigger. <laughs> I, I, how do I know it's a fake gun? Correct. You don't know. I'm responding accordingly. Correct. You don't know. So you'll still
2: get charged with that. And what she did was wrong. Again, if her finger was indexed and that gun was in position, uh, Sewell facing down, the the charges probably, well, they might have still happened because of the political climate. But it would have been a lot easier to defend or get them thrown out of court. Right. Okay. so this is a great example for your neighbors and friends that have just purchased guns where you can turn around and tell them and say, listen. You need to get educated. Read John Petrolino's book, Decoding Firearms. Take the NRA basics of pistol shooting. You know, take it to another extreme. Go on Amazon and order Masada Ayyub's In the Gravest Extreme. Yeah. The yeah. book is 40, over 40 years old, and it's still relevant today.
1: Except okay? the pictures.
2: Except the pictures. Yeah, they have mutton chops and Fu Manchus <laughs> yeah. and uh, real wide-collar <laughs> lapels and everything. Yeah. And, and another book as good as The Truth About Self-Protection yeah by by Masada Yub as yep. well again still relevant today uh those books to me are the gold standards in protection and now i'm adding petrolino's book up there because it's uh it's an easy read it's very educational there's a lot of crossover with the NRA uh basics of pistol shooting but then john takes it Twelve notches up with more depth and detail regarding other aspects of uh you know the safe, responsible firearms ownership. So I would highly recommend those books to everybody. Okay,
1: uh, and never take Joe Biden's advice of shooting warning shots into the air.
2: Yeah, uh, shoot a shotgun through the door and scare him. Okay, <laughs> you you know you know what I mean. Uh, it just just jackass stuff, you know. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, that St. Louis couple is a great example of uh you know what you have to be careful of the other thing you can talk about with your friends and family is the extreme risk protection orders all a lot of these new gun owners probably supported red flag laws
1: yeah probably do
2: and they do not realize now that it can be used against them and you can end up like al conti
1: yeah exactly
2: okay you can write a one-star review and end up locked up and not being able to face your accusers right and have all your guns taken from you and not be allowed uh uh Uh, a public defender because it's a civil thing and not a criminal thing the way they wrote it in New Jersey. Even though you face criminal charges, you can't get a public defender on extreme risk protection order. Something else that you should be spreading to your friends and your family. (laughs) And with that, if you're not going to join the powerful organizations, NRA, ANGRPC, CNJFO and NJ2AS, choose your banana wisely. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Green is always better. Yeah, you might even want to go Latin and get a plantain. Those are heavy bastards. You can kill a bitch with a plantain. <laughs>
1: well, on that note, the clock on the wall says it all. <laughs> it looks like you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gunfire Radio. Gunfire Radio is a kind <laughs> media production. The music is and is broadcast as managed by Cosmo Music. <laughs> New York, New York. On behalf of Anthony, the Green and the rest of the crew here at Gunfire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Grab your bananas. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>